Talk Retail Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the OmniTalk Retail Fast Five podcast is the podcast we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is March 16th, the day before St. Patty's. Woo-hoo! I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. I'm Chris Walton, Slancha. Slancha. We don't have anything to slaunch of. I mean, I, know, I guess our like coffees. Coffee? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here once again, though, to not discuss uh, cheers in Irish speak, but instead <laughs> all the top to headlines making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing. Um, Chris, yeah. what, what do you have on deck for St. Paddy's tomorrow? Uh, not, I don't know. I was thinking about that this morning. I got to I gotta amp up my St. Paddy's Day game. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about it, actually, because mm. it's on a Friday, which is usually pretty baller yeah. when you think about it. but. But man, I've been decimated, and this week's been horrible. I, know, I got I was sick, sick all weekend. My kid got the stomach flu, different from me, and like just been a rough, rough go. So I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to make it into studio though. Be fully recovered. Be next to you. Yeah. Ring in the show. Got not s- so close though. Like, yeah. Still right, keep a barrier. Right. right yes. There's you some, get to go on spring break. Right. Next I got week. spring I break next work. week. Yep, yes. Yep. And so uh, you know, I'm 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 ready to do this. Yes, ready all right. To do this. Um, listeners, note: we will be off next week while Chris is. What are you doing? Going to Disneyland, Ann. I'm oh going to Disneyland. God. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go get my Star Wars on. And you're such and a good Disneyland. dad. Like, oh, I'm thank not, you. That I'm not means gonna, a lot. I'm never taking my kids to Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland's awesome. I, love I shouldn't Disneyland. say never, but I have no intention. Oh, um, I would. I don't have the patience. It's been it. my lifelong dream to take my kids to Disneyland. Actually, honestly, because my dad took me when I was young. We go with him on our own every year, and uh, and uh, you know he passed away when I was ten. So then now you know that's the key thing for me is yeah. to get, take my kids there and re-experience that. So so I'm hoping we're all going to be well enough you to will. experience you it will. Uh, once we get there on good old Sun Country Airlines. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's good. It's a. It's going to be fun though. You're going to need all the Guinness to be prepared for that, those yeah. flights. And then we're off to Shop Talk. I get back and I fly out the next day to Shop Talk. So I'm pumped. Yes. Yeah, I can't we've, wait. We've got a lot going on at Shop Talk. So make sure that you spend all the time next week making sure that you're following OmniTalk Retail on LinkedIn so that you can catch all of our coverage. We've got some really great interviews lined up. So yeah, we do. Should we do the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on. Reva's fourth and now largest autonomous store in Germany with Trigo. HEB's new partnership with a company called Thumbtack. I yeah. like that. That's good alliteration. Meyer becoming the first grocer to expand access to flash food with Snap EBT. Apple providing video assistance to iPhone shoppers. But we're going to get this podcast started by discussing a new partnership between Best Buy and Roku and Oh yes. This was Jim Lasinski. He he yeah, came Jim. He came hard Shout out like, to Jim. over the weekend. Yeah. He was not sleeping on this headline. He no. was really excited. He tagged us in the LinkedIn post so we're going to cover it for you, Jim, and your class at the Kellogg yeah, School. He was pretty like pretty pumped. He was like this is like the biggest headline of the year oh, yeah. kind of like this positioning was on social media. Right? Placed yeah. headline yeah. conversation was, on it, LinkedIn. Yeah. So let's get to it. Headline number one, Chris, according to TechCrunch, Roku and Best Buy announced a new first-to-market partnership whereby Roku gets access to Best Buy's advertising platform. And in exchange, Best Buy customers have exclusive access to Roku-branded TVs. This relationship is a first for Best Buy, as it has never partnered with a TV streaming platform to provide its first-party sales data. And... 
In so doing, the new deal allows Roku to use the retailer's data to target ads. Said Julian Mintz, co-head of U.S. brand sales for Roku Media, quote, we're bringing together our entire business to build the future of entertainment and advertising, making the TV experience simpler, offering the right marketing, data, tech, and scale to drive real results, and helping win the entire streamer's journey together with Best Buy, end quote. Hmm. It's a long one. It is a long uh, one. Very aspirational. Chris, what do you think about this partnership? Like, are you feeling the flow that Jim Lasinski is like totally pushing? You, oh. Are you on Jim's agenda? Can you like can you get on board with it? I don't know. I don't know if it's like headline of the year, but maybe. I mean, it's I honestly don't know what to make of this. Yeah, like I think too. it's so kind of bizarre in a lot of ways. Like I've been trying to think about it and like what would I say about this headline? Yeah. It's interesting that it's leading this show. It's that it's that kind of unique to me. Uh but it, it's like a it's the it's a first of its kind, yeah. right? I can't think of another example of this. And the crazy part to me, Anne, is that it's crazy for me to think that our data is our first party data. You and me as Best Buy shoppers, essentially, is that valuable to Roku? The number of times that you've shopped for a, a charger at Best Buy. At Best Buy. Is that valuable to Roku that Roku would say, you know what? We're going to give you our TVs exclusively and not right. sell them to anyone else. That right. There's that much value in the coordinated marketing effort from that data. At least they think there is that that could happen. And so, you know, it begs the question, like, is this the first domino that's going to fall? Are we going to see this other places? Did Roku try to do this with Walmart? Did they try to do it with Amazon? Were yeah. they not interested? Were Target? Right. Were they like, nope, Heisman, we don't want that. Right. You know? So I have no idea, but it's just crazy to me to think that data is that valuable right. when you get right down to it. So what do you think, though? You're I mean, the marketer of the I mean, I think that this... It's a good test for Roku. Like, it is a... Best Buy's a giant yeah. retailer that's in their direct category. I again though I question like how much information are you going to get when you're thinking about the future of the Roku platform and being able to target advertising which is essentially what the, what the goal yeah. is for them here like how much data are you getting from one store that pretty much sells one category at this point in right. time to really benefit that streaming advertising like is it really going to be that much more personalized when you're just getting served ads for those products as opposed to, which I think was likely where Roku probably wanted to go, which was with a bigger mass retailer like a Walmart or a Target, yeah. where you can get information about them across multiple categories. And you start to think about now you can be selling. Now Roku has the opportunity to sell ads for CPG. They have you know ability to sell ads for electronics, for beauty, like all these other categories where right now it's just going to be a test in electronics. But maybe that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, you're, you're get, you get me kind of thinking about it, though, because now I'm kind of like down on the whole headline because like a lot of ways, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Roku's kind of yoked to this now. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to tell my advertisers, like, I have Best Buy's data. So right. you can't expand the distribution on your your products then, or maybe it's part of the contract. But like Best Buy's not going to let you keep doing that. Like so, for you to keep giving that value to your advertisers, you're going to have to have this relationship in place. Right. So I don't I don't understand that. So it makes me think that this is going to be harder to emulate going forward, or for yeah. others to copy down the road. Well, and I wonder like. What is Best Buy getting out of this? Like, they just get exclusivity to sell the Roku TV, and for how long? Like, giving away your data is—it seems like again, like how what what is the value? What is yeah. the number attached to that data? Because to me, it seems like like I might maybe I'm missing yeah, something, no, but it I seems agree. like it's not a, as good a deal for Best Buy as it is for Roku in this situation. But that's interesting. I think it's something that we'll we'll continue to see as as we see more of this happening. Because I don't think it's the end of yeah, it. That's a great point. All right, let's keep going.
Headline number two, according to our friends across the pond, Retail Innovation Hub, shout out to Scott Thompson, love your work. Woo. Reva opened its fourth and largest autonomous checkout store with Trigo. The new store is in Cologne, yes. which makes it the second one in that city, the first of which, and we visited last if year. If you want to see the video, you can go to the Amitok Retail YouTube channel and see Chris go get me a coffee and a beer. Oh, that's right. That's the one where I go and yeah. I'm your gopher. Yeah, we, we, we timed you. Yeah, we did Supermarket the... Sweep. We did. That's right. I forgot about that. German yeah. edition. Yeah, German Supermarket Supermarket Sweep. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> Oh my God, my nose is so bad. All right, according to Reva's company blog post, it, quote, features more products than all other Reva stores combined. Combined. I'd missed that when I was putting this together. Including signature items such as coffee machines, scales, deposit machines, and a large variety of alcohol, end quote. It also is reportedly 564 square meters, and which if I do that math in my head right now. Did you do it? Wait, wait, wait for it. He did not do the math in his head right now. Uh, that, that, was a, it, that, was a ta- that was a calculation do, 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 that do, 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 do. That makes it a whopping 6,070 square feet, give or take any rares that I might have encountered in rounding, Anne. And this is also, you are lucky today, because the put you on the spot question is up front Ooh. from A&M, the yes. A&M Consumer and Retail Group. Here it is. Is this the sign we need that all is still right in the checkout-free world following Amazon's recent pullback? Great question. You know, it is a great question. And I think that's exactly what you and I were thinking as we were trying to pull together the stories for this week. And I do. I mean, I think that you look at Reva and the place that they have. They are like cemented retailer, part of the fabric of of Germany and of German shoppers. They know what to expect when they're going in there. And I, I think that we're going to see more success than we, than we are seeing Amazon as, you know, Amazon being challenged of one, becoming this entirely new retailer in the space, you know, providing a level of quality, getting people over the hurdle of being like, am I going to trust Amazon for my groceries and a new technology format all in one. And this might be anecdotal, but when we were at the Reva store in Cologne, the smaller one, it yeah. didn't seem like there was the hesitancy from those shoppers in the same way that we're seeing the hesitancy in the That's US. That's a really good point. Like yeah. I feel like people were going in there and maybe it's yep. just the, you know the European mentality, they've had this kind of stuff around for longer. Yep. They have more of an in and out day-to-day shopping kind of habit than we do in the US here, but I think that this is really an opportunity to see this take off. I think we're going to see the opposite of what we're seeing with Amazon here. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you know, for me, yeah, that's that's a really great point. I had never thought about that, the culture dynamic there. Yeah, it did feel different. It didn't feel like I was in Hudson News at the no, airport. There was nobody talking about like, like tranks in my, your, or not tranks, radio but chips like in my butt, chips in my butt you know, right? because Amazon's tracking me, Big Brother sort of right. situation. Yeah, Especially in Germany. You'd think yeah, you, like they would be the most. You would think it'd be the exact opposite. Concerned. Although, yeah. although they may have been saying it, but I wouldn't have been able to understand it <laughs> too, I guess. But, but no, it didn't feel like that was the case. But, I, I agree with you. And the reason I point that, I actually look, I like, I went to social media to see like what like the Reva people are saying about it. Yeah. And and one of my connections, Annika Vuiz, who I'm probably butchering her name again. My I think German, it's Annika. Annika. Yes, it is Annika. I think that's Annika. a German pronunciation. Yeah, it probably is. We just my, made, the, made it a U.S. My version. German pronunciation is horrible, but she's the chief acceleration manager at Reva. That's her title. And she had this to say after, and she said this after the previous three store openings. She's mm. been a part of all of them. And she I didn't said, see this. What Yeah, this is really interesting to me. She said, quote, back then, back when she was opening the first one, I was yep. full of question marks. Is the new technology working as expected? Do we test enough to find all the bugs? Are customers understanding what to do? Have we done enough training, et cetera? Today, I'm standing outside the store counting customers and curious if this store will perform even better than its sibling stores. 
how exciting it is to be at the forefront of innovation. Mm. That tells, end quote, that tells me that the idea of checkout free grocery is still alive and kicking. Yeah. And it, the key to it to me is that now as we look forward, it's going to be a grocer that develops how to do it on a platform other than Amazon that right. brings it to market at scale. Right. And I think that's what we're talking about here. And Reva, amongst many others, is and Tesco and other people are the furthest along to give us that journey as shoppers to figure out how does it work and incorporate it into our lives the way mm -hmm. we want, which I think your point brings back the hallmark of what you were saying before. Right. Um, all right, Chris, let's go to headline number three. According to Winsight Grocery Business, AGB has partnered with home management platform Thumbtack on its first retail offering, giving grocery shoppers access to dog walkers, cleaners, landscapers, and more. Have you ever used Thumbtack before? I have not. Oh, Anne. my God, it's awesome. I have used a Thumbtack, but not the Thumbtack as you're describing Well, I it. think you will find Thumbtack, the platform, more useful than an actual Thumbtack. But it is an amazing platform. I've used it for everything from, like, finding a repair have person you really? for my um, furnace to uh, huh. my best friend who had her flower business on there. So, like, she would do flowers for weddings on that thing. You can, like, find wow. anything you need, which is why this is such a cool headline. Unexpected thumbtack plug. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so more than 300 HEB stores across Texas now have branded displays enticing customers to scan a QR code to access their services. And select HEB stores also have Thumbtack's on-demand feature that offers up names of area handymen, lawn care services, and house cleaners for hire, all at a 10% discount. Ooh. Said David Steckel, Senior Steckel. Director of Strategic Partnerships at Thumbtack, quote, Thumbtack's job is to make caring for everything in and around the home, a seamless experience for the homeowner, expanding into physical retail, brings us one step closer to that by allowing us to be a partner for consumers where they're shopping in-store for their pets or getting their backyards ready for hosting, end quote. Chris? Yes, Anne. Now that you know Shickle. all about Thumbtack and what HEB is doing here, what are your thoughts? I mean, I just, I, I'm especially hearing that you've used it before, Yeah. like this seems like Dead on, nailed it, H-E-B, which doesn't surprise me at all because we've talked about and we've been in your store, your big Frisco store down in Texas, and it was amazing. Like, you're killing it. You're just dead on understanding what your customers want. Right. It's another angle off the ethos we talked about with Walmart last week and healthcare centers. Like, help me get the jobs done in my life. That's what's going to make me go to the place to, the, to shop your store. The convenience of getting everything I need done is so important. Convenience is the value that a physical store brings. That convenience can be the physical store. It can be what it gives you the avenue to attempt to try out for the first time, like a thumbtack service, right. calling a local handyman in a way that's easier to get than previously. It just makes a ton of sense. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot there's a lot of runway here for HEB with this program. Like 10% off those services is a significant discount, especially when I think yeah, of like the actually... furnace person that I hired that mm -hmm. was, you know, upwards of $1,000 to replace a furnace and 10% off that. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. That that's worth it for me to be giving my contact information to a loyalty program at HEB in order to kind of get that information. So I think it's it's again, it's really right. smart. It's playing on how HEB can kind of like you said, be that that town center, town grocer, like be a part of the community, ingrained in the community when they're thinking about how to, again, like help people accomplish all the things they can in that one spot. And I think H-E-B, we have to pay closer attention to this. I think, you know, because they started in Texas, 
there's not as much talk about them as a grocer as there should be. I mean, their expansion plans right now are intense. You know, they only have about three or so hundred stores that are open right now. But I think they're going to give Walmart a real run for their money in some of those southern states. I mean, mm. as they're as they're again adding services on, they have restaurants in store. Oh, yeah. They're expanding into other categories like pets and beauty and home goods, like all within their store that kind of put them up into that mass merchandise category. No, no apparel quite yet, but I still think like the more services that they're offering, the speed at which they're rolling out in Texas and other neighborhoods in those very quickly booming cities, like this could be one to really watch closely. Yeah. I think the other point I'd make too, Ann, is I think the world's ready for this kind of idea now too, because it's funny, like I was thinking back, like I got approached by a similar idea Basically, the same execution when I was running lawn and patio for Target. Oh, really? Same type of company came in. This was like 2015, probably 15. And, you know, I wanted to do it. It was hard to get off the ground. didn't happen. But, like, you know, the customer just wasn't ready for it then. Now I feel like we are. Like, we understand the QR code, how to, you know, that advertisement works. There's still a little bit of friction there, so I don't love that part of the whole design of this. But, you know, offering it as a service within your collective space, portfolio of products you give to your customer. Right. I think it just makes a ton of sense. And I think the world's ready for these types of things and these partnerships to develop and grow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before we get to headline number four, this is the part of the podcast again where we tell you about another great retail conference Anne and I are heading to this summer. As the days get longer, it's the perfect time to start making your summer plans. So mark your calendars June 13th through 15th and join us at the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo in Chicago where you'll experience three days of learning and connecting via immersive workshops, case studies, breakouts, store tours, co-located special events, networking activities, and even two expos under one roof. Two! And how do they do it? Under one roof. And so, so much more. Visit omnitalk.rice.events to learn more. That's omnitalk.rice.events to learn more. And be sure to secure your all-access pass before April 6th to save, wait for it, Ann, eight hundred dollars oh yes eight hundred dollars if you lot. register before april 6th get on it omnitalk fans all right headline number four according to winsight grocery meyer became the first retailer nationwide this week to accept supplemental nutritional assistance program benefits aka snap through the flash food app that allows shoppers to buy heavily discounted food that's nearing its best buy date Shoppers can use their SNAP benefits on flash food orders by just adding their EBT cards as a payment method in the app. Meyer first launched flash food in 2017 at its super centers in the metro Detroit area, and now the service is offered at all Meyer locations, said Flash Food's founder and CEO Josh Dominguez in a statement, quote, We're incredibly grateful to Meyer for being our first partner to expand access to flash food with SNAP EBT and for the industry-leading commitment to reducing food insecurity and increasing access to healthy food, end quote, and how much do you love this announcement? Well, I've been I've been loving flash food in this whole concept since we had Eric Tribe on the podcast two grocery shops ago, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a while ago. It was it's just it's it makes so much sense. And number 1, I love this for the customers. It solves multiple pain points for customers. It's helping use technology to create a better experience, to give people access to better food um in a very simple frictionless way. It also, I think, eliminates that, you know, friction for and providing some more discretion for those who are using SNAP and EBT programs. Like you don't have to, you know, you're kind of eliminating the the couponing and like paper transactions that are happening. You're allowing everything to happen in one seamless way, giving people the access to quick, convenient pickup for these types of products. 
And then I think for the retailers, like, this is a reason to go to Meyer over another grocery store in that region. I 100%. mean, you have access to good, I mean, quality foods, like stuff that can be, you know, meats and uh, products across the whole store, produce, all kinds of things. Um, and it's at a very low price point, and you can see that before you go in. There's no, like, digging in those random bins in the back of the grocery store yeah. to try to find discounts. And ultimately, it's less food waste, which is better for customers and retailers and the planet. So I, I'm a huge fan of this concept and how simple they're making it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, the fact that this concept, this technology platform hasn't rolled out to all of grocery or anyone that's in the grocery business still boggles my mind. Because right. the thing I took from that Eric Tribe interview – I want to call for the audience now is it's so easy to do. Right. It's a very easy implementation the way these guys have thought through it. It's really smart. Um, you can almost do it without almost any integrations the way they've designed it. And so it's really brilliant in that. And, and to your point, it captures something that is really important. Like it's got a good mission behind it. Mm-hmm. So from a sustainability perspective, it checks that box. Yep. And then with this announcement too, yeah, it's an underserved population. It's a population that needs it. The other thing about it from the retailer standpoint is it gets people looking at what's going on in your store by way of your mobile app a lot more. Like, oh, what's on sale today? Okay, do I want that? Do I want to come in more? It probably increases your trips too. So there's a whole lot to like from this. Right. Which, yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back, check out our interview with Eric Tribe. I think you're right. It was like two years ago at Grocery Shop. Yeah. And it was a fascinating discussion. Eric Tribe of Flash Food. Yeah, you're getting, you know, whatever meat is on sale and li- the likelihood of you having all the ingredients for the rest of whatever you're going to make with that that night is probably low. So you're definitely increasing basket size when you are when you think about like what that trip now looks like for the grocers. So. Right. Good, good things all around, Chris. Right. Um, all right, let's go to headline number five. Apple is introducing a virtual service called Shop with a Specialist over video, which connects U.S. customers looking to purchase an iPhone with a retail associate via a secure one-way video shopping session. According to Chain Storage, Apple customers can visit a dedicated page of the Apple e-commerce site and in a few clicks instantly connect with an Apple associate for advice on selecting the best iPhone model. Once connected, customers can then compare features, colors, sizes, and the best deal through the Apple trading program or their carrier. Shop with a specialist over video is available to customers in the U.S. from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time every day on the Apple website. During a session, an Apple associate will be on camera sharing their screen, but they will not be able to see the customer. If customers find that an a session is unavailable or access the page after hours, they can contact an associate over the phone or via chat 24 hours a day. Chris? Yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah, this was interesting. I, I put this one last deliberately because I you know, I thought it was a good one to close with. We don't talk about Apple all that much no. either. Um, but I was excited about it because I'm actually doing a rapid fire panel at Shop Talk. Mm-hmm. It's a cool panel. It's got um, Laura Kennedy from CB Insights, who's their principal analyst. Angela Clark from Patagonia, who you met at Etel West. Yeah, yeah. And Prama Bhatt, the chief digital officer at Ulta. And in my prep with them, all of them have talked about this idea of concierge service or uh, even conversational commerce to that angle as well. And so there's a lot of heat around this idea. And what I love about what Apple's doing is they're taking a page out of Best Buy's book, really, like the virtual store concept they Mm -hmm. had to help sell their products. Mm -hmm. They're doing the same thing. And... I just like that because I think it scales better. So I think this is the approach you're going to continue to see. I'm a little bit against the kind of conversational, like let's have the store level employees be texting back and forth to the customers day in and day out. I think it's 
I think at mass, that's going to be really hard to do and really hard to do efficiently. I think this is a better way to do it. Now, if you're a upscale premium retailer or brand, sure. then I like it because you have the margins, you have the, the the sales staff that's equipped to do that, probably better able to handle it and consistently do it the right way. I like it there. But for like a discount experience, sure. I don't like it as much. And so I think this is the model. We're now seeing it twice, Best mm-hmm. Buy and Apple. This is the model that people are going to use going forward that I think is something to watch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I actually think about this going beyond just the the help with purchase experience and really about how this starts to get tested in that area, but then starts to play out in other areas like post-purchase. Right. It reminds me of um, a conversation we had with Antonio Gonzalez from uh, TalkDesk where he was mm-hmm. talking about how a lot more retailers are investing in video for their interactions with consumers because it just creates a different environment for that transaction to take place. It's not, you know, a faceless thing. You're working, you see an associate, they're talking to you, they're responding to you in real time. It doesn't feel like you're, you're talking to a robot. And I think that especially when you're purchasing things that are higher price point, like you're saying, like in a luxury with a luxury retailer, or in this case with Apple, Apple, like I think that there's some value to like having that human connection there psychologically. Like I just think it's a better purchase experience overall. What do you think about that part though? Then we can't see the person. Well, I think that seems like antithetical to me. I think that, I think it's weird that you can't see the customer, but I, I'm sure that's, you know, at this point in time, like, Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, I guess. I think a down the road, know, they'll think you can see them. Right, right? and yeah. as a customer, like you still get the pri- the privacy and comfort of like if I'm shopping in my pajamas and I don't right. want people to watch me, I I'm fine seeing the associate, but I don't want people to see me. Like that's fine. You can right. still have your camera off if you so want. So you're okay with that? Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. I right. I just I think this is some next level stuff. I think we're gonna start to see Apple roll this out further and we'll and just like with you know mobile checkout or showrooming that Apple's kind of been the gold standard on I think we'll start to see a lot of other retailers think about how this works within their organization yeah I agree I think you'll see a hell of a lot more of this all right Chris should we get to the lightning round let's do it all right um question number one premium ice cream brand van Lee Willen Lee, Lewin? I don't even know how to say this. I, their ice cream is great. I've had it, but I don't know how to say the ice cream. Anyway, they, de- <laughs> no idea. they debuted a new savory sweet flavor in collaboration with the leading ranch brand Ugh. Hidden Valley. If you, I know, if you had to take- That's the worst setting thing of my life. I don't know. I think mac and cheese ice ice cream cream was worse. But uh, if you had to take one of your favorite food items and make an ice cream out of it, Chris, what would it be? Oh my God. Didn't we talk about this recently on a trip? I feel like we came up with something and I- it's not coming back to me, but it was like something really good. I was like, oh, that'd be a great ice cream. Maybe my kid said something to me too, but oh. um, on the spot, I mean, right now, like I just want I just want Kahlua ice cream. Like forget putting Kahlua like on that... top of ice cream. Just give me Kahlua ice Ooh, cream. Oh, I've never had Kahlua on top of ice cream. That sounds oh, great. Oh, really? Like in an affogato or something? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, oh I did it. I, I did it at- uh, Oh yeah, we did it at the NCA. Oh, I didn't That's do Kahlua. Great. I did. I did. Some, I did Kahlua. Though. I did Frangelico. I've already yeah, had it. Right. I've already had <laughs> You've it. I've already had it. Yeah, right. You did it. It was so memorable. All right. Clearly. All right. A Chicago man recently sued Buffalo Wild Wings because its boneless wings are in fact breasts and not wings. And how disturbing is that last statement to you? Very. And is it? And it is I'm not surprised too. that there's a man like. There's breasts in this meat? No, I want wings. Wings only. Does like, it make you not want to eat them though? It does me. Like, I don't like boneless wings anyway, but like, I'm like, that's so weird to me now that I'm thinking about that. It like kind of creeps me out. I don't know. It's not, 
I don't know. You don't I, think so? Okay. I mean, they're, they're boneless. I, like, what do you expect them to be? I'm like so creeped out by it. I don't know why. It just, it needles me. Like, it's a tender. It's I, I would say, like, is a tender a breast or a breast a tender? Because the tender is like a different part of the chicken. Right. I know. It's like this whole, he's got, he got me going down this mental rabbit hole yesterday, do I think which it's I don't know lawsuit? how to get out of. No, but. <laughs> no, I don't think it's lawsuit worthy, but yeah. I think it's, it's definitely worth talking about mentally. My God. All right. Good. Start that conversation when you're out watching March Madness games this weekend at right. Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. Like, are these, are why these we do a this tender show, or a breast or a wing? Can right. you clarify, please? Right. Draw me a diagram. And how weirded out are you by it? Like, Not at all. This is why we do the show. Um, all right, Chris. Funko, the famous bobblehead maker, is destroying millions of dollars in product to save on storage costs and make its fulfillment centers more fulfillment. If someone asked you to take millions of dollars of bobbleheads off their hands, what would you do with them? Oh, my God. Um, okay, what's coming to my head? I think I would have a tantric bobblehead meditation session. Somehow we're like all million bobbleheads would be bouncing up and down at the same time. And, oh and I'd be saying things like, oh, um, that sounds um. terribly creepy. And, and the bobbles like are bob- up and bobbing down. to yeah, your right. oming. Yeah, yeah. Oh like God. the greatest horror movie of all time. All right. The American Kettle Club recently announced that the 31 year run of the Labrador Retriever as America's favorite dog breed has been overtaken by the French Bulldog. And what is your favorite French thing to do? You can oh, take this in any direction you want. I love so many French things, but. Um, I'm going to say, like, put butter on it. Put butter on it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. The yeah. French love their butter. Yes. They do. That's what I would say. Put butter on it. Put butter. That's the answer. You know, I saw something God. this week that oh, was a that marrow. That last tango in Paris throwing through my mind, but that's fine. It was a bone marrow <laughs> butter candle that you light and you dip your bread in the candle. The candle melts butter all over a plate and you dip your bread in it. It sounded so decadent and wonderful. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. That sounds like as bad to me as ranch ice cream. Oh, Oh, no. It sounds wonderful. Oh, my God. Before I get out of here, I'm getting nauseous. All right. That wraps us up today. Happy birthday to Lauren Graham, Flavor Fave, and the man who showed us Flavor Flav. Do you think he can still do that at 64? He's 64. I'm sure he can. And fought for that one, actually, folks. And wanted me to say that. But and also... The man who showed us that anything can be done, as Anne likes to say, in two and two. Two and two. Chuck Woolery. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, Anne's so proud of herself right now. Make it Omni Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us. And we do it all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And so, in t- and then we're off next weekend. Yeah, we're off next week. Reminder. Yep, we're off next week for spring break. And in preparation for Shop Talk, we'll be back the week of Shop Talk. So until then, on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, happy St. Patrick's Day. And, of course, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. Find out more at firework.com.
and SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omnichannel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to fuel your growth and deliver for your customers. To find out more, head to spscommerce.com. And finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com. We'll be right back.